Let's open our Bibles, the book of Psalms, Psalms 126, Psalms 126. Today's a very special day, it's my wife's birthday. There's nothing like going into a church and the pastor or church member looks at you and says, Brother Saunders, I see your four kids, where's your wife? That either means I look that old or she looks that young, amen? And I'm a winner either way. Psalms 126. If you're there with me, will you stand for the ring of God's word? The Bible says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, wherefore, or whereof, we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I want you to look at verse 1. This is where we'll take our text. When the Lord turned again. May we pray together. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for this day and time. Thank you, Father, Lord, for this precious church. Thank you, Father, Lord, for our pastor and his precious wife. Lord, I pray this morning. Lord, may you pass upon this place like a tidal wave. Lord, dear God, I pray may you pass by every pew. Lord, touch every heart, every life. Lord, I pray, dear God, Lord, may you fill my mouth with your words. Give me clarity of mind and of speech. Lord, you know my frame this morning, and Lord, I desperately need your help. And I pray, Lord, may you help me to preach this morning. Lord, challenge us. Lord, I pray, dear God, give us a greater vision for a lost and dying world. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. When I saw this phrase, when the Lord turned again, my eyes caught the word again. It means that he's already done it once, and then he did it again. I'm reminded in the book of beginnings in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible states this in in verse 1. It says, "In in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Here in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8, the Bible says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And then here in in Matthew chapter 9, I know that Brother Chris read it, in verse 36 it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. I want to preach on this thought, God Will you move again? God, will you move again? We desperately need God to move again, especially in this country. When I began to see this chapter, my eyes were caught here in verse 1. It says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Now, Israel was notorious for sinning against God. They would sin against God, and God would take another nation and judge them. And then many of them would die. Many of them would fall into captivity. And what would the children of Israel do? They would begin to cry out to God. They begin to seek God's forgiveness. And what would God do? He would forgive them. And then he began to bless them. And man, I mean the blessings were overflowing. And then next thing you know, what do they do? Just like every other human, they go back to sin again. And listen, it, it, the history's played over and over. Can I tell you something? Outside of Israel, the United States is still the greatest nation on earth. But I'm sorry to tell you, our nation is falling by the wayside. Our nation is falling by the wayside. I was a missionary in the foreign field. I grew up on the foreign field. But God has moved me here to the United States, 
called me here to our own country, and I'm telling you, our country's falling by the wayside. Uh, listen, we see it every on every aspect in every corner of this country. Uh, we're, in, we're preaching in other churches, and listen, I'm telling you, we've been in churches where they have property, they have people, and they have no shepherd. We go into other places, it's deader than 3 o'clock, and I'm going, my soul, what has happened? I'll tell you, our country's falling by the wayside. You say, Brother Saunders, what should we do? Beg God, Lord, move again. I saw right here in this verse 1, you know what I saw? I wrote it here in my Bible. I wrote the word revival. Can I tell you something? When God moves, there's revival. I began to think back in the history of the United States when there, when there was 13 colonies. A revival took place. It was called the Great Awakening. And I listen, young people, I'm telling you, God took two individuals that the rest of society was said they will amount to nothing. One of which was a guy named George Whitfield. George Whitfield, if you looked at him, if you had to sit and listen to him preach, this is what you would see. His eyes were crossed. Could you imagine looking at a preacher while he's preaching and his eyes were crossed? You say, man, Brother Nathan, that would be a distraction. It was, it was a handicap for him. But can I tell you something? They called him the modern-day Jeremiah. You know why? That man of God would preach. He would preach with fire and fervency. They said they could take a hundred men and line them up, and the man on the very back could hear him preach just as loud as the man in the front. And he would sit there and just weep profusely. And listen, he, they, they, they said he traveled over 5,000 miles in one year. He preached over 350 times in one year. You say, what's the big deal about that? They didn't have cars back then. That means he did it either on horseback and in some canoe. And listen, my friend, that man preached, and when he did, God used him in a great and mighty way, and thousands were saved. There was another man named Jonathan Edwards. Listen, hey, I could imagine him going to school, and his, his teacher's probably going, man, he can't read. He can't read. I mean, listen to him. He won't ever change his voice. He's monotone. It means his voice never changed. At least George Whitfield. They said he preached like a wild thing. I mean, he was, yeah, I mean, just going. Jonathan Edwards, though, he was very monotone. They put a desk up on the platform, and he would read his message verbatim. But they said the Holy Spirit of God fell upon that place. They said sinners would be walking by the house of God. There would be lampposts out there, and they would grab a hold of the lampposts in fear that the ground would open up and hell would swallow them whole. I'm saying, oh, God, move again. I've heard my dad go to Tennessee Temple. He said there were not thousands, there were not hundreds of students in their Bible colleges like there is today. There were thousands that were going to school there. And listen, they were ready to take on hell with a water pistol. You know what I ask? Where's that crowd now? Where are those that are willing to go? Where are those that are willing to say, oh God, move, move again? Move again. Number two, I want you to see this. Not only do I see that there's a revival, but there's some results. The Bible says in verse 2, Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Can I tell you, Bible Baptist Church, this community, they look at Bible Baptist Church and they say, The Lord hath done great things for them. Amen. Oh, listen, hey, when you start breaking that ground, I'm telling you, it's going to get someone's attention real quick. Amen. Oh, unto God that we would lift our hands and say, The Lord hath done great things for us. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I'm telling you, the Lord's been good to us. He's been good to our family. I got no sad story to tell. Amen. 
Boy, I'm glad, I'm grateful that we can see that the hand of God is still upon us and the hand of God is still here at our church. But I ask this morning, who's willing to go? Who's willing to go? The results. Oh, God, move again. The revival. Here's something else. Number three, I see the reaping. Notice here in verse 5, the very first word. I want you to circle it. You ought to write in your Bible. Some people say, but as I can never write in the Bible, can I tell you something? I am one that loves firearms. It is a weapon. I want to be able to take that thing apart, figure out how it all works. This here is my sword, and I want to know every aspect of it. I say circle the word they. Right off to the side, my mission's involvement. No longer should we say that missions is just for missionaries. Missions is just for the pastor. Listen, it's high time we say it's, it's, it's me. It's personal to me. I think about the Apostle Paul. He said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. Young people, when will you take it personally and say, brethren, my prayer and heart's desire for the United States is that they might be saved. It is our countrymen that are dying and going to a devil's hell. And may I say it this way, if we don't start more churches here in the United States, we will not be able to send those to the foreign field. We will not be able to send those to the foreign field. Listen, in the southwest, we have 235 counties alone that I know of that have zero independent Baptist churches. God help us. God help us. There's a reaping. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. We look at that and we go, that don't make any sense. I'm telling you, it makes perfect sense. How many of y'all love joy? Come on now, raise your hands. How many of y'all love roller coasters? Okay, good. I'm preaching to a good crowd. My family, they are roller coaster fanatics. If we were to go to Six Flags over Georgia, y'all would hear some woman screaming. It ain't a woman, it's me. But when they lock me in, woo, I'm screaming all the way. Hey, man, my daughter loves to ride with me just to watch me scream. It brings joy. How many hunters we got here this morning? Come on now. Hallelujah, there's a remnant among the brethren. Amen. Listen, there ain't nothing like looking through that scope, finding that animal, and I mean squeezing that trigger and seeing it drop. How many of y'all got a lead foot? Y'all don't know what that means? It means you speed. Anybody ever gotten a ticket on your way to church? Amen, yeah. Hey, I became a law enforcement chaplain because I got pulled over in my own church parking lot. It did not help my speed. But listen, hey, can I tell you something? As much as I love fast driving, as much as I like roller coasters, as much as I like hunting, can I tell you something? There is nothing greater that brings me joy than taking the Word of God and sitting down with a lost person I've never met before or someone I've known for years and seeing them birthed into the family of God. I'm telling you, it brings more joy than anything. And I got a question for you this morning. How many of you say, Brother Saunders, I got lost loved ones, lost neighbors, lost, lost friends? Can you see them in your mind's eye? Can you see them? Listen, the verse was read. Let's go over to Revelation chapter 20. Let's read it again. Boy, listen, my heart's been stirred this morning already, and I begin to think about those that are lost. And listen, I think about those that, that, that are bound for the flames of hell. Can I tell you something? It's someone's mom and daddy that's bound for the flames of hell. It's someone's son. It's someone's daughter. It's someone's uncle. It's someone's neighbor. Can I tell you something? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14, And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. And I ask you a question this morning. Who's going to stand between them and hell today? It ought to be you and I. 
Oh, listen, my friend, you say, but Brother Saunders, I'm not called. I think about William Booth. This is what he said. He was the founder of the Salvation Army, and I'm not talking about the clothes store either. He was a man that would go out in the streets in the middle of the night and find the harlots and find the drunks, and he would street preach to them. This is what he told to a bunch of people. He said, not called, did you say? Not heard the call, I think you should say. Put your ear down to the Bible and hear him bid you go and pull sinners out of the fire of sin. Put your ear down to the burden, agonized heart of humanity and listen to its pitiful well for help. Go stand by the gates of hell and hear the damned entreat you to go to their father's house and bid their brothers and sisters and servants and masters not to come there. And then look Christ in the face whose mercy you have professed to obey, and tell him whether you will join heart and soul and body and circumstances in the march to publish his mercy to the world. God, help us. Oh, God, move again. There's revival. There's results. There is a reaping. But here's something else I see. There's a reason. The Bible says in verse 6, He that goeth forth and weepeth, weepeth bearing precious seed. The Bible says in the New Testament in Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, The seed is the word of God. Can I tell you something? we got to take the seed and get it out there. Amen. Get it out there. Time is of the essence. James 4, 14. The Bible says, Know you not that your life is but a vapor, appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. Just as much as you and I have but one life to live, the lost also have but one life to live. Just as our time clock is ticking away, so is theirs. So is theirs. I have a question for you this morning. What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? Make your... You say, Brother Saunders, I'm too young. Let no man despise thy youth. Brother Saunders, I'm too old. I say, go out with a bang. Amen. Go out with a bang. I'd rather stand before God and say, Lord, I gave it my very best to my last dying day. Lord, I, I want to stand before him. Amen. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, God, move again. Here's something else. Last of all, there's rejoicing. The Bible says, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place. I'm looking forward to heaven. I got loved ones already on the other side. All my grandparents are already over there. I got a black grandmother over there, Miss Rona Taylor. Miss Rona Taylor, she, daddy would say, Miss Rona, would you like to sing? Miss Rona would, she'd never come near the pulpit. She'd come over to this remembrance me table and put her false teeth on the table and sing, Are you washed in the blood? I'm going to get to see Miss Rona Taylor again. I'm going to get to see my father-in-law again. I'm looking forward to heaven. But can I tell you something? You want to know where the heart of missions is? Listen now, watch this. Watch. When you go and reach those lost people in Bible Baptist Church, you go and send these missionaries to Papua New Guinea. Send them to Guatemala. Send them to the West Indies. Send them to South America, to Asia. This is what's going to happen to sweet by and by. Because of your faithfulness in giving. Well, listen, some black, black African's going to walk up to one of y'all and say, tap you on the shoulder. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for giving. Oh, listen, some Asian's going to walk over to you, Bible Baptist Church, and get your attention. When you turn around, they say, the lower the bow, the greater the honor. Shit, shit. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, some, some Hispanic walk over to you. Gracias por todo. Oh, you listen, you, 
You invested in the Spanish ministry. Oh, listen, you're the one that helped get that bus. I got on that bus and rode to Bible Baptist Church and heard the preaching of God's word. I got saved. Then I went back to my own country and I began to lead them to Christ. There's going to be rejoicing. Well, I'm looking forward to God. Will you move again? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Lord, I pray, Lord, may you challenge us beyond ourselves. Lord, to go and reach a lost and dying world. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray, dear God, may you continue to move in this service in Jesus' name.